Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. All right, Veritas, we are back with another episode of our Equipping Podcast. This is our second of six episodes that we are doing, focusing on the six essential elements of discipleship. Uh, Again, those are worship, abide, learn, connect, invest, and go. Today, I am joined here by the Hoferts. Hoferts, say what's up. Hey, everybody. Hey. We have Matt and Emily joining us. Today, we're going to talk about abiding and what that looks like as disciples of Jesus. Remember, as we're talking about this, we are not saying that these individual elements by themselves are things that are disconnected, but as disciples of Jesus, these are all different areas that we can continue to pursue growth in and should see marks of being a disciple of Jesus in these things. We have all different opportunities to grow, um, and we're going to talk about some of that today. Um, But before we jump into some of that content and get going with what it looks like to be a disciple who abides. Um, let's just kind of hear an update, Matt, Emily, summer plans. Uh, you guys want to share with the people what's going on in your life? Summer Not a whole plans. lot. Right? You're laughing, Sam. I don't know. He's laughing at us. <laughs> He's laughing. I'm, so, laughing. I'm laughing with you. Yes. At the you. moment of this recording, we are currently homeless by choice. We're nomads for the summer. We moved out of our rental, moving into a house at the beginning of August. But as of right now, we're kind of bouncing back and forth between houses and campgrounds. And so we have spent the last three nights at a campground with seven people and a dog in a little camper. So <laughs> right. a little bit sleep deprived, maybe on each other's nerves a little bit, but uh, it's going okay so far. We passed each other on the way to and from the shower house today, this morning at like 7 a.m. It was like Matt's walking to, I mean, there was no words. We just like saluted, peace sign, <laughs> need, the, need the razor. Respect. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's good. I, I feel like I need to say too, we've had lots of people offer us their house, felt very cared for and taken care of by our Sweet. family. So it's, it's fun. You know, half the time... I I'm like, this is kind of fun. The other half, I'm like, wow, this is kind of a crazy season of life. But for the most part, it's gone well. If you guys were to choose an anthem for your summer, would it be Stephen Curtis Chapman's Saddle Up Your Horses? <laughs> yeah. oh, be that's it. funny. <laughs> we should think of that. The yes. Great adventure. We'll you, you just gave us an idea. The goal for the summer is to choose an anthem, and we're going to do that. We oh, have it. used the just word adventure a lot, so yeah, that would be sweet. good. That's cool. All right. So just given over, you guys have been now here at Veritas for a full year. Is almost, that right? Yep. Almost yep, a full almost year. Almost a full year. Yep. Okay. So this whole time been trying to figure out what this looks like, um, not from the sake of being a part of our church family, right. but like, where is the Lord going to give you an opportunity to have a home Yes. Um, moving in the midst of crazy housing market yeah. and all sorts yep. of that stuff. So. Um, yeah, it's been a little stressful. I, I thought for sure after selling our house up in Cedar Falls that we'd find a place in a month or two, and that just hasn't happened. But it's been really cool just to look back over the past year, and this always happens with us. Anytime we get somewhat anxious or what's going to happen and, and somewhat unnerved, we're just able to look back and say, man, did God ever provide? Yeah. And so we're in that season right now of super thankfulness, just being blown away with God's provision, mm-hmm. and at the same time, uh, waiting to officially move in. So that's a good, good spot to be, I guess. Yeah kind of like where we are in our Christian walk. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Emily, um, I know we've had you on just for a couple different episodes. Maybe give kind of update life situation, family dynamics, 
things yeah. that you enjoy, maybe oh yeah, hobbies. Well, I think the first two I've done have been like on gender roles and things of that sort. So I'm kind of excited to talk about something a little different. Um, but yeah, we uh, we have five kids. I don't know, is that what you're asking yeah. a little bit? Yep. We homeschool. Um, I was a math teacher for a while. I stay home with my kids now. Um, yeah, what do I enjoy? I don't know. We like enjoy playing, I think. Like we like to pick up a basketball and play a little one-on-one in the driveway or throw a football. Um, yeah, we just like to have fun. Did I see recently that you also are artistic? Oh gosh, that's funny. I'm not. My kids have You did a watercolor I, of the yeah, Rhodes' yeah, house as weird. a present for it's them letting weird. you stay there, right? And I told her you do not have to hang this on the wall, but it, she it, it isn't bad, is it? It looks sweet. Yeah. So here's a lesson. I've never thought of myself as artistic, but as I've homeschooled my kids, I've learned that that's a learned skill. You yeah. know, it's like some people probably are a little more gifted, but I have learned a lot and it's been fun. I've noticed if I sit down and do something like that with my kids, they'll sit down too. So yeah. we'd been crazy busy. I was like, you know what, this afternoon, my kids kind of all like to do that kind of stuff. So if I sit down, they you know, they'll just kind of wander to the table and do that with me. So that's cool. That was my goal. So did that kind of start with them having an interest in pursuing like drawing? Yeah. You know, as a classically educated family, that's kind of a big part of your education, honestly, because they do like to learn, teach the kids to draw. So we've learned that, you know, the drawing piece of it. And so we've learned that, but as they've gotten better, they've loved it. And I have some kids that like it better than others, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If interesting. Anybody not Side currently, note. it's it's on a pile in my floor because I just oh, yeah. moved offices. But yeah. I do have a watercolor that Elliot made yeah. for me. Yeah, he's at pretty one talented. Point, uh, during a podcast recording, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, like came upstairs and I'm like, "Wow, that's cool!" And then he, oh, that's awesome. Given it to it's me a bird as a or gift. Something. Yeah, it's a sweet bird. It's yeah. absolutely beautiful. I love it. Go visit but, Sam and visit so the bird. Your that picture made me think of. So my grandma was an artist, and okay. she did um, for my parents all of the houses that they lived yeah. in. It's actually hung yep. up like in different, I think it's at my mom's house, like right at the bottom of the stairs coming yep. from downstairs to the main floor. Yeah. They have all of the houses that they've lived in that my grandma had done this like sketch of yeah. every single house. Awesome. All sweet. And I told Kirsten, I was like, I should talk to Emily about yes. doing that for us oh, because yeah. that would be sweet. That's so. where it started. Cause I was like, you know, moving into houses. I was, I started to kind of do That's our houses. Cool. So and you do Anyways, photography as well? I'm a little bit of a photographer, yes. I have a business, you know. I feel like I'm not a, I'm like, am I Matt? Like business, <laughs> what Matt is my business helper. I still think of it as a hobby, but I do make a little bit of money for our family doing it now, yep. so. And Matt, you have some entrepreneurial. Oh, uh, getting into all the things, series. man. Wow. Yes. Like, I, I feel like people haven't heard yeah. this about you it's guys. true. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, Matt's the video guy. I'm the photography gal. Um you don't do it quite as much anymore. Yeah. You do it more a little bit for fun. Like they just went to the Boundary Waters, him yeah. and my son, and you'll put together a little video for yeah, them. It, and it is fun for our family just to be able to go back and you know look at videos from when they were two and three and four and whatever yeah. and yeah. just see how much they've changed and how much we've changed and kind of relive some of those memories. So that's that's fun for us. That's sweet. Super cool. Well, awesome. We're going to take a hard right turn yeah. now. <laughs> yes. We're going to yes. jump into, not, not necessarily a hard right turn because I do think that there is there's an element of... Um, creativity when it comes to um, the way that we follow our Lord. It's obviously not just a rigid black and white thing. Like God is a, God is a creator God and he's a good and a gracious God. And so um, there's uh, all sorts of different elements, but when we're talking about following um, Jesus as our Lord and savior uh, and the element of abiding um, is one that I think it's talked about 
often, probably when we look at all of the different elements of discipleship, like abiding is a pretty forefront one. For sure. There is a big stake in this. But what we want to talk about is when we are saying abiding here at Veritas Church, we're saying that a disciple of Jesus is somebody who abides in Jesus. And that is about um, the practice of personal holiness and godly habits. Godly habits. So um, you guys want to kind of introduce, talk through a little bit, like when we think through from the Bible, like what scriptures come to mind, um, what applies here for us as we get into this? Yeah. So abide, I mean, it's kind of a fancy word just that means to remain or stay close to, right? So to remain relationally close. And so probably the most common one is John 15. That's probably the one when you think of abide remaining in, that's what everyone goes to. And so I would just encourage our listeners to spend some time in John 15, one through 11 Mm -hmm. and kind of just dissect that, dive into that. If I want to just kind of pull a couple verses out of that, I'd choose verses four and five, and it says, Abide in me, and I in you. This is Jesus talking. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I'm the vine, you're the branches. Whoever abides or remains, other translations say, in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And once again, that is Jesus speaking. And so just kind of drawing the analogy there to abide in his branches and then Christ just saying, you need to abide in me because apart from me, you can do nothing of eternal significance. It isn't like you, you, you can do some stuff. It won't be as effective. It's saying you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And so that is a pretty uh, both challenging and encouraging passage that we can't bear spiritual fruit. We can't glorify God on our own accord. Yep. So... Do you have any passages, Emily, that kind of come to mind? Yeah, mine was a little different. I don't know. You could probably apply it different places. But um, I think this came from a season in my life where it was like, I just feel like I'm just getting blown all over the place. I just felt like, you know, whatever life threw at me, it would make me fly up and down and all over the place. Mm. And I was like, I just want to be more grounded. Um, And so I remember finding Jeremiah 17 in that season. And it says, it starts in verse, I think, five. It says, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. He's like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an uninhabited salt land. So it was just like this dry bush, which was like, it's like, I feel like, I feel like a tumbleweed that's like flying all over the place. Um, But then it continues and it says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is in the Lord. He's like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. And it does not fear when heat comes for its leaves remain green. And it's not anxious in the year of drought for it does not cease to bear fruit. And so just the picture of like your roots getting deeper and deeper and just drawing from the Lord and just being grounded in Christ and abiding in Christ just helps you just be grounded and not, you know, kind of blowing around um, as you trust in your own flesh, which I've done. And, you know, you you continue to do even mm-hmm. when you're a believer, um, different seasons in life. Uh, but yeah, that, that scripture just has helped me several times over the last years of just like, just ground yourself in Christ, abide in Christ and um, just draw. And it, it's like, do, it, you're not anxious in the year of drought. You even bear fruit in the driest seasons. So I feel like, you know, even crazy dry seasons, it's like the Lord can still use you. You'll mm-hmm. still bear fruit um, if you're abiding in him. So yeah, that makes me think of the, like the, the idea often culturally is like if there's any like resistance or hardship, like the goal is to like eliminate that and run away from right. it. And it's really like that's not how God works. Right. Oftentimes right. there's so much growth in totally. that yeah. where it's like we don't need things to be perfect and right. go according to our plan. Right. But we can trust like God, whatever is happening is according to your will and it's for your glory. So help me to like 
change my heart, change my attitude, right. like, like lean into like not my own understanding, but completely all of what you're supplying in the season. So yeah. right. I've even tried to look at those seasons. Like you're just growing deeper roots. Like mm-hmm. you're getting like a stronger tree, mm-hmm. you know? So like those seasons is as opposed to just trying to like run from them. Like you're saying, like use them. If you can see them as a way of just kind of growing deeper roots. Yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. How else have you seen, um, like, the importance of abiding maybe in connection group or personally in your life, how have you seen that play out as like, this is something that we need to make sure we're being intentional. Yeah. I think just big picture, uh, you can probably vouch this to Emily. I'm, I'm by nature or just kind of naturally wired to uh, set goals, to plan, to, to do things by myself. Like when we had projects in college, I would be the guy who's like, let me do this. I'll do it to my standards. It'll be done well, and we'll get a good grade. So enabler. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so, so by default, my natural tendency throughout most of my early life was going to do this, going to get it done. It's going to be done well. And, and the really interesting thing was um, the more I tried to do by myself, the, the worse it was, mm. especially from a ministry family standpoint. And so um, I, I just know that I can look back on seasons where it was clear that I was trying to do things by myself, or I was like, yeah, I'm not really relying on the Lord super heavily that my efforts as a father, as a husband, as a pastor, as whatever else just didn't produce fruit. Mm-hmm. And I could try really hard. I could do what I thought were really great things and, and the outcomes of them weren't, weren't that good. Um, and then seasons where it's like, all right, I, I have no power to do anything. I have no power to change anybody. I mean, it's gotta be God who does this. I've uh, just seen fruit around my life. And so even just like the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, I mean, all those things, like those are more prev- prevalent in my life when I'm abiding, when I'm in prayer, when I'm in scripture, when I'm doing spiritual disciplines. And then seasons where that those aren't happening that frequently. It's like stuff I do just doesn't, it's just not effective. Mm-hmm. And then even beyond that, um, the whole point of abiding really is to get God. Like when we abide in Christ, we we get Christ. So, so just having, being so much more fulfilled and a source of identity and not caring what the world thinks. I mean, there's just so many positives that come from that. So. Yeah, kind of off that too, because it's just an interesting balance of like, um, like you're talking about like abiding in Christ, yet you're still like, you're, you're still planning for a future. You're still making a plan. Um, I, the verse that I, especially in the season of my life, and I think it applies here from Psalm 127, it says, unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Um, so it's like, if, if you're not abiding in Christ, you don't know where you're being led. You know, you don't know like, what should I be doing in this season of my life? Where should we be living? Um, what job should I be taking? Should we move to Cedar Rapids? As you abide in Christ, you feel led to do different things. And as you, you know, take a step and take another step, you get confirmed that you're going in the right direction. I, I mean, we can attest to that over this last year. I even said to Matt the other day, I said, even though this season has been crazy of like, we still don't have a house. Um, we've never looked at each other and thought this was the wrong move. Mm. You know, like we still feel like the Lord is leading us, you know, it has felt a little bumpier than we thought it maybe would have been in a few areas. Um, but we still feel like we're going the direction that the Lord wants us to go. And we've also done things in life. I have for sure of like, that was really my own idea, you know, and the Lord isn't going to bless that. And that's when you're like, I don't want to labor in vain. 
Mm-hmm. Like this life is hard enough. Raising kids is hard enough. I don't want to labor and spin and toil in vain. Like I want to go the direction that the Lord's taking me. And you can't do that unless you're abiding in Christ. Um, but it's interesting because you're still laboring. Like there, there's this balance of like the Lord is doing it. You are still the labor. You're still the watchman. Um, but if if the Lord doesn't watch over the city, you're you're staying awake in vain. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just an interesting balance that if you don't abide in Christ daily, you're gonna start going your own direction and start laboring in yeah, vain. That's sweet. There's a Proverbs 69 that says, man, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord yeah. establishes his steps, which like in me, I'm like, no, like doesn't God just like, God's got the end point. It's like, like I am so tempted to think of like, God's going to take care of the big things I just need to do. Like, this is something that I've got to do. Like this next thing, like this is a little, like this is too little for God to right. take care. And it's like, no, that like I'm my heart planning my ways. God is establishing my steps. Mm -hmm. So like if my way is my way of my heart is off from what God's will is like, God's not going to let one step go that Mm -hmm. direction. He's going to be like, Nope, I've got this over here for you. So just like God is in control in Mm -hmm. all ways and all things. And he is in like, it's not just the big picture of like, got your salvation. Now go figure out what it looks like to like do kingdom work. Mm -hmm. Nope. All along the way from, first breath of new life to final breath and returning home, like all of that yeah. we participate in the Lord with. And you even mentioned like from a connection group standpoint, I would even just kind of even bigger than that, just from a pastoral standpoint, right? So me and you get to interact with people a yeah. lot. Um, our team gets to help with gospel shepherding and all those things. And so we encounter a lot of people who are going through either conflict or addiction or depression or anxiety or just spiritual. I mean, just lots of different situations. Mm-hmm. And there's, in my mind, a direct correlation when you ask the question of how's your walk with the Lord going? Their answer not doesn't determine whether or not they're going through those things. It determines their attitude and perspective when yeah. going through those things. So if you're talking with somebody who has conflict in their marriage or something like that, and they're abiding in Christ, it doesn't take that problem away, but their focus and their hope is still there. Like, I know that my marriage, or I know that this situation, or I know that this... Uh, relationship is strained right now, but my hope is in the Lord and that mm-hmm. gives me confidence to move forward yep. versus somebody who's not abiding in the Lord. And it's, yeah, my marriage is struggling or the situation is struggling or I'm addicted or I'm having anxiety and I have no hope. Right. And so abiding in Christ doesn't take the problem away, but it helps you focus on the true solution mm-hmm. during the problem, which I think yeah. is huge. Yeah. What about you guys personally? How has God grown you? Just maybe even looking through, Emily, you've talked about just in different seasons. Like, how have you seen God grow and maybe even just like reinvigorate that intentionality in times of abiding? Yeah, I think just even like what it looks like, like physically from the outside to abide in Christ in different seasons of your life. Um, you know, a lot of times that's with my kids at the kitchen table mm-hmm. or whatever that looks like or on a walk. Um by myself in the morning, if that can happen, or um, just just learning to give myself grace as I've gone through different seasons of life of what that physically looks like. Um, also knowing like, I don't know if I'm answering your question with this, but I, something I've learned throughout the years is memorizing scripture. You know, it says um, in memorizing like a larger chunk of scripture, that's an interesting thing to do because you get to like kind of just dwell on different 
pieces of scripture that mm-hmm. ne- wouldn't necessarily stick out otherwise, but you start to do that. And as you go throughout your day, you're able to do that, you know, no matter what you're doing, if it's on your heart and in your mind. Um, so being able to memorize, I've done that a little bit more. Um, my kid, you know, my kids inspire us. You can talk a little bit about how our 12 year old has inspired you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So we're doing the Veritas Bible reading plan and, um, and also trying to, you know, memorize the passages that go along with it. And my 12 year old always asks, dad, did you read today? Dad, did you read today? But more important than that, uh, we'll try to recite the revelation passage. And if I'm even off a word, he, he corrects me. And he tries <laughs> to do it like kind of kindly, but it's yeah. hilarious. He's, He's like, like, no, dad, no, no, no and that, that and for, it's like, like, okay, great. <laughs> so that's been uh, really sweet. fun because yeah. it's like you, you do, you really can spur each other on and it is in a different place and your kids get a little older and they can encourage you too. Mm-hmm. So I even think too, I mean, I, you know, it's one of those things where, yeah, there's Bible reading and there's prayer. And, and I think most people would say those are the, the main components, but then you start branching out farther than those two. And I've had seasons of life where silence and solitude have been really big, or uh, I've even tried fasting, you know, with a few people from my old church staff and just seeing God work in and through those things mm-hmm. has been really encouraging. Um, but really when you're doing those things, very spiritual disciplines, your focus is on Christ and not yourself. Right. And just turning your eyes from being self-centered and all about you um, turning them towards God and his word just makes a radical difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it, it, you feel like it shouldn't be like a discipline. You know what I mean? You feel like it should be like, oh, I really should want to do this. But honestly, there are times where it's like, you just have to discipline yourself to do some of that stuff, like to be quiet or open your, open your Bible and, you know, you get to the end of it and you're never like, God, oh, that was really a waste of time. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always thankful you did it, but I, I just want to, make the point that it doesn't always feel like something you want to do and that's okay. You know, just get it going, open it up, have a plan um, and you will find yourself abiding. Yeah. That's sweet. All right. When you guys think about us as a church family, um, what, what would your hopes be for the next, you know, year and how if you were to have somebody plop down in front of you and just say like, I'm really trying to grow in my abiding. Like, what what is the the vision that we're trying to catch here? Um, what are things that people can in, engage with or practices yeah. that we would love to see lived out? Yeah. So I would first say for our church, I think we have people who who would say that, and we have people who would maybe not say that. So mm-hmm. even just back up a step and be like, no, we have a mission statement as a church, right? To raise up mature disciples, send our missionaries, and glorify God. But more importantly, we have the Great Commission from Jesus Christ yep. that says to make disciples, go and make disciples right. So um, all those things, bearing fruit, uh, seeing God work, all, all those things we cannot do on our own power. And so we do want to be a church. We do want to be a local body where God's at work in crazy ways. And we have stories of God's grace and saving people and growing people and maturing people. And none of those things can happen by us working hard. Mm-hmm. And, and so we need to abide in Christ, both for our own development and walk and maturity, but then also so God can work in and through us as a church um, to bless other people, right? Uh, but I would just say, yeah, just just abide, just remain close. Take that next step. If you're like, I don't do anything right now, what might it look like to get our reading plan? Or what might it look like to pray? Or what might it look like to practice fasting or solitude or resting well mm-hmm. and relying upon, I mean... I think you can kind of look at where you're at and ideally where you want to be a year from now and think, well, I, I can't ever make that giant leap. I can't ever make that big step. Take, take one step. Yeah. Do, do one thing and then just watch God work. I think what we're talking about is putting ourselves in positions and, and doing things 
that God can use to mold and shape us. Mm-hmm. And if I'm relying upon my own power, that's a pretty prideful stance towards God. Mm-hmm. But if I'm opening his word and spending time in prayer and fasting and doing those things, it's like, God, mold me and shape me. Like that's a posture that he's going to work in and through. So I would just encourage our people to adopt that posture versus one of self-reliance. Yeah, that's sweet. And then taking on to that, like, I think, I mean, we've gotten ourselves in positions where, I mean, probably especially since we only have one income and seven people in our family of like, we really run out of options of relying on ourselves. you know? So it's gotten us to places where it's like really the only option is to depend on the Lord. Now that we've gotten older kids, you know, when they're little, you can kind of like give them snacks and timeouts and make them go to bed early and they, it fixes their problems. You know, you get kind of prideful as a mom of like, I can fix their problems, but they get bigger and their problems get big. And so that's, that's also, I don't know. I think your relationship with the Lord just grows close when you Mm -hmm. like have to depend on him and encourages you to do it even when times aren't like that. But, um, you know, we've just really been blessed to see God just continue to fall through, you know, mm-hmm. as we abide in him and take steps towards where he's leading us. So, yeah. 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 That's sweet. Uh, additional authors, articles, books, resources when it comes to abiding. What do you guys got? You got any, Emily? I should. I looked at <laughs> yours that was on a list. Um, yeah. I, I, have, I have a devotion I like to do. It's called... His utmost for my my utmost for something highest. <laughs> Oswald Chambers. What's right? it called? I always get it mixed up. My utmost for his highest. There you go. I, I, I like called. that devotion in the morning. If you need a little something to get you going, there's scripture that goes with it. Um, so that was kind of the one that popped in my head. You've yeah. got a few more solid yeah. ones though. Go for yeah. it, babe. Uh, I mean, I would just say we we try. I mean, here's a thing with with all these elements, right? Is we want to as a church set people up well, mm-hmm. and at the same time, they have to do something people listening have to kind of take that next step. And so we offer our Bible reading plan. We have a bunch of resources that are um, info central that can help people kind of get into some of these things. So that can be just just a first step. I would say two books that have really impacted me over the last 20 years or so. Um, The first one is Celebration Discipline by Richard Foster. And that that was a book for me that I read probably 15 years ago or so. Um, But it really helped me see the need for disciplines in addition to Bible reading and prayer Mm. and just did did a great job of kind of for me in a certain season, helped me not to be so self-centered, so self-focused, so reliant upon myself and, and really helped me to see my utter dependence upon God. Yeah. Super helpful. And then I think spiritual discipline books in, in general can help people who are wired like me think I need to do more work which yep. isn't what we want people to, to do, right? It's like, oh, if I just do these 15 things and check these boxes, then everything's gonna be like, no, 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 that John 15, five, you can't do anything on your own, yep. right? And so I think the book that's probably helped me most in that area um, was Habits of Grace by David Mathis. And he just does a really good job of helping you see how doing these activities, doing these things isn't to check a box, but, but it's making yourself available and kind of putting yourself under the waterfall of God's grace for him to work and for him to mold and shape mm-hmm. you into a more mature believer. And that in my mind is a completely different perspective than I got to work really hard. I got to do these six things and then I'm going to be a better person. It's like, no, no, no. You can put yourself under God's grace and he can mold and shape you into who he wants you to be. And that's just a great perspective to have. Yeah. That's sweet. Any parting words? Yeah, I would just say um, 
abiding in Christ matters. And it's one of those things where if you're wired like me, it's sometimes hard because you want to do stuff yourself. Yeah. And yet I can say from 41 years of life that anytime I've ever done that, it's been fruitless. <laughs> and there have been times where I've said something or had a conversation or presented something. I'm like, that was absolutely garbage. <laughs> yeah. Yet God still used it for incredible results. Yeah. And that's just him working right through humble, average, broken people. Yeah. And so I would just say, do whatever you need to do to abide in Christ. Yeah, that's sweet. Praise God. Well, thanks, uh, Hofritz. Appreciate this. We've got you back here in a couple of episodes for another one. So we will wrap up with uh, you guys at that point. Um, but church, just remember again, the, the the point of all these different elements of discipleship isn't, like Matt said, to have another checkbox or to um, make it another thing that you find a way to just put on yourself as something to do. But the point of all these things and talking about this is that we remember and we can recenter and refocus on what what God's heart actually is, what he's after in our lives, what he is seeking to do in us and through us. And it's not about us becoming something so much as it is about God um, revealing himself to us and helping us to understand the ways in which he's calling us into obedience and into holiness and um, to be useful for his kingdom work. So um, again, we, um, we're talking about these because we think that they matter as the type of disciple, because if we all have just a different idea of what a disciple of Jesus is, and we're not rooted in the word, and we're not actively seeking to grow um, by God's grace, we're going to become stagnant, and we're going to be about something that is not actually what God is calling us to be about, which is his mission. So we want to be a church that is focused on raising up mature disciples, sending out everyday missionaries, and glorifying God. And I pray that we would see that too in the way in which we abide in Jesus and he um, remains in us and we remain in him. So praise God. Um, Hofford, thanks for being here. Appreciate it. We'll have you guys back soon. Uh, take care, church. Thanks, Adios. Thanks.